evening and welcome once again to the Sons of Anarchy UK podcast. We are the greatest podcast in the UK, all about Sons of Anarchy. Um, this is series two, episode six. Already, we're at the end of our second series, and it's yeah. I think time is flying. Time flies when you're having fun, and I have a great time every week with the three ladies here. We've got Lee, Wendy, and Holly. Hi. Good evening, Tim. Oh, time's just flown by, hasn't it? Yeah, it really has. It really has. So we've got a double bill for you tonight. A special double feature uh, where we're going to discuss two characters, not one. Um, as always, we're going to be rating them against our five categories, brutality, intelligence, loyalty, street cred, and likability. Up first this week, Donna Winston. There we go. How are you doing? Gotta make a run. Nothing. You promised me you were done with this. It's got nothing to do with you, Donna. I'm the one who gets shit on if you get caught again. It's not gonna happen. You sat in a cell for five years while Clay and the others got rich. They sold you out. You know that. You're just too weak to stand up to them. Give me the bag. Give me the bag! No! 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 All right, Donna, Donna Winston, a character which I had difficulty finding a lot of um, <laughs> things to think about. No, uh, I guess it was more I think I, I, because she's only in one series. I was going to say she's yeah. only in one, isn't she? I, um, I didn't really have any strong feelings either yeah. way. You know, I know obviously it's really tragic, which we'll get yeah, to, of course. We'll get to how tragic it uh, was. But. but I think she she lives on with Teague's tattoo, so, yeah, in some way. Yeah, so I, I really struggle. So t- let's talk about, let's start by talking about uh, Donna Winston. And um, how do we first come aware of Donna? Uh, well, she was in the pilot, um, and she's basically been her and she's Opie's wife and mother of uh, Kenny and Ellie Winston the two two children um she basically because you find out that Opie had been in prison before and he'd left the he'd left the sons and he was sort of doing his own thing and basically she was she just wanted to keep him out of out of the the criminal the guy the the sons of anarchy group and uh sort of begged him and just to sort of stay clean and and leave the and go to work because he was working in a, I think a, a lumber yard he was working in or yes lumber yard yeah, yeah. Was, um charming is an old lumber town yeah so it was kind of one of the stops on the frontier people were exploring that part of america yeah. apparently. and she basically wanted to keep him you know, because the kids needed him, and she was really wanted. She was really pulling him in that direction, and uh, of course, Jax was pulling him in the other direction because the two of them were sort of best mates, and they grew up together. And she was there's nothing unlikable about her, really. I mean, I she was just a, gen, a gentle, decent wife. Um, you know, hardworking, um, good wife to to Opie. And, you know, good mother. Yeah, Donna, she was a real passionate character, wasn't she? She didn't trust Sam Crow, though. That was no. a part of no. it. No, no. And I think it was because Opie had, we'd been led to believe her, Opie had actually done extended time in jail. And I, I don't think she ever really mm. got through that, which is why she was so determined to yeah. away. Yeah. And she was so happy, I think, when he was working at the lumber yard and doing like a regular job. You could just see the fear in her eyes when she saw that the club was pulling him back in again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there were some very passionate scenes there, wasn't there, in terms of, um, you know, the arguments they had, you know, oh, yeah. in the garage in front of the children. No. Oh, my goodness. I mean, Jax was outside. It was... That's right. Yeah. I remember... sweet, that relationship. And there was one particular scene that's really, really touching. And I forget the episode, but it was where the 
all fours of them were in bed. You've got the kids, and they're all lying huddled all together. Yeah. And it just looks so moving and so emotional. It, it just looked, you know, beautiful. And, yeah. They were being torn apart. Yeah. That happened. Um, I remember that that was the that must be in the episode that Donna died because they, Kurt had a habit of showing happy families before tragedy. So, um, so I remember like, that it must have been oh, I remember babies. There's, there's a, yeah. There's one sequence of uh, start and credits. They'll have probably Gemma, sorry, not Gemma, but Gemma singing a song, um, yeah. Yeah. an acoustic acoustic number, mm-hmm. and then they'll have it had like. Jacks and Tara, and it had them all like Clay and so it, oh, it seemed to be like before mm. a tragedy. Mm. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like, a, like a montage going from house to yeah. house. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. seeing them all. Yeah, it's quite a popular uh, technique he uses there. It was really mm. quite sad because, ironically, even though Stahl uh, and the ATF were responsible for sort of framing him and making the club think he was a rat. Mm. Actually, up until that point, um, him and Donna, their marriage was definitely on the rocks. But because of that potential frame-up, that brought them really close together, didn't it? Because she she knew, she knew that... Um, but it's quite the yeah, sad. She was, she was a good character in a way, but she just... She was. So it was... Um, yeah. So what are our highlights then? Um See, I, I really struggled with with Donna Winston. Find highlights mm. or lowlights, other than the incident at the end. Um, I guess there's one where it seemed like it was a there was a bit of a storyline where the Gemma offers to pay for her food and shopping. Yes, and, I uh, remember that. Yes, she's in the yeah. she's in the supermarket and she she comes she's short on money yeah. for the for the bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's why I think, I think then they meet outside them. and Gemma says something like, "Oh, we look after her because she's quite oh, anti. She's quite anti the club." And Gemma says, "Oh, we look after our own here," and she basically gives her a bag of shopping. Because she comes out quite embarrassed. But Donna had such huge um, pride as well, of course, and that really didn't sit well with her at all. You could just see that was painful yeah. to watch, actually, because you could see what was happening when she was back in the store. I think she was trying to pay by card and it got rejected. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, so she yeah. Like some way back, wasn't she, yeah. in the queue? <laughs> it seemed to be a bit of a shift, though, and it obviously it happened too late when, like, because she went to, they, they were on for dinner, weren't they? And that's why... Not good yeah, one of Gemma's big dinners. Abel, dare I say Abel? <laughs> mm-hmm. was, it, was that the welcome home for Abel, actually? I think it that, was, that, yeah. That yeah. Was. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was Jax and Tara getting engaged, but that's far too early. So it no, must, it no, must have been. A, a, no, must have been. was way ahead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember that. It was funny. And I know that there was a, a gathering and you saw um, Opie's mum as well. They were, they were all like in the kitchen huddled and they were all sort of busy putting the, the meal together. Was that the same time? I think it probably but, is because all the women, it's very, all the women yeah, do the cooking, get the meals together and the men smoke and drink. Yeah. And mm. Play with their bikes. <laughs> <laughs> so what about low light? Is there anything that you didn't like? I think she, she wasn't really in there long enough to have, a, to have any sort of negative apart from her demise. No, I don't think so. She sort of portrayed quite a strong character in the way that she, clearly she'd held the family together while he was in prison. She had this distrust of the club, of course. You know, she, I don't know. She was she was really strong in her own right. I, I can't really think of a downside. You know, she's very protective. No, I'm, I'm no, I'm, I actually haven't got a low light. So let's talk about the end. So yeah. Donna, one of many, 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 many characters that did not survive um, Sons of Anarchy. He didn't even survive one. One season, no. Uh, <laughs> that was brutal. Um, brutal yeah. It I, was. I know Lee touched on it before, but let's let's have it. Let's just what what happened? How did it? What what were the? Well, they, yeah. well, they both left the party. Uh, well, no, no, sorry. She was leaving. She was going to take the children home. Um, you know that was it. But he said, "Stay. I'll take the kids." That's right. And then he yeah. came out, and then she said, "Oh, then then she said, oh, that that's great. I wouldn't mind staying to help Gemma." So it felt it felt like as as you're right in saying to him, that is typical Kurt Sasser actually, because not only have you got like the warm fuzzy family stuff before all of the build up to this, but yeah. you also you also felt that Donna was forgiving Sam Crow, if you like. She seemed to be yeah. 
bonding a bit more she with Jenny. She wants to go back and help her clear up and do all those sort of things. Hence, can you let me have some money and I'll go off and um, I just got to go and get some dishwasher powder or something like that, whatever it was mm. she had to go and get. And that's when he said, well, I'll run the kids home. Yeah, it's a real it's a real tragedy. And her demise seems to come out in a very shock way. But I think that's kind of reflective of the shock way her demise came to be in the script as well. Because originally, Opie wasn't supposed to survive for more than one season. It was genuinely supposed to be Opie in that car as the story went. And Tig was supposed yeah. to shoot Opie. But so early on, a plot where a club member kills like another club member, I don't think it really makes much sense. Because it's talking about no. you know, keeping your powder dry instead, you know? Yeah. That comes much later. But, um, yeah, so it, it really is quite shocking and it sets the groundwork for some really amazing developments for OP, honestly, later on. You know, it's one of his defining features, the fact that he suffered this bereavement and that he regularly feels that kind of survivor's guilt of it should have been me in that mm. band. And it informs every single decision he makes going out from the second he rejoins the club till he unfortunately reaches his end, you know? Yeah, and although Donna was only in one season, her memory has lived on quite quite further oh, forward. Yeah. Especially with the fact that you know with with Lila or is it Lila? Lila, yeah, yeah, Lila. with Lila and you know you with the kids and the children, and they obviously live on. And so you know, mm. she although she has passed away, she's still you know she's still there in spirit. But more uh, than that, she was right. If we're talking about the sort of Shakespearean aspects of the show, um, ghosts and kind of uh, foreshadowing are a big part of kind of Shakespeare's Very place. much. Quite yeah. often they're, you know, spirits or witches or whoever will come yeah. to them with a prophecy. Uh, they call it the um, truth disguised as madness trope. So you have like a madman on the street who can somehow predict the future. You'll have a character in the play that seems to have lost their mind but knows their future through something mm. oracle, you know think uh, plays of like Macbeth so in this sense Donna is the ghost Donna is the Banquo character from Macbeth he comes back and reminds the club what goes wrong when they don't communicate or work properly and ultimately everything she said she's like don't go back you'll die mm. the people you love will die it's not worth it you'll do more jail time your kids won't get to see you as they grow up and you won't get to see them she was right mm. 100% right. yeah she was heavy over the show I think it also, in a way, that if it was Opie that had died there, like you said, was Mendu. Um, hi, Wilbur. Um, Sorry, um, he wanted to say that. Hello. Okay. <laughs> that, um, that, that it kind of changes, like, that would be completely changed Tig, Tig's story as well. Because he carries, like, I just remember the, the guilt that Tig carries as well throughout yeah. the throughout the the series, where he is, um, you know, where he actually just wants someone to beat him up, doesn't he? So he can feel that something. That was it. And there was, yeah. I remember him talking about in interviews that uh, it starts off as a scene where he's with Gemma, and Gemma's going through the uh, like hat boxes or something with and guns, and there's a wardrobe, and the two of them together, and all of a sudden she comes oh, to him. Yes. And the, the the wall slam, remember? The, you know, the famous wall slam scene. And all of a sudden, he says, I can't do this. Tig wouldn't do it. And Kurt Sutter says, hang about. What do we do after this? He goes straight to Opie and he confesses. And that's yeah, basically yeah. like, you know, he, he sort of, as, you know, what's the word? Uh, sort of self-destruct button. You know, he sort of hit that yeah. button. And then he goes and gets the punishment from Opie. But to, to think that none of them should have died in the first place because none of them had done anything wrong. You know, it, it, was, yeah. this, like, it was this cow style that had done it all, you know? Well, indirectly, it was style that... Uh, yeah, it, it was. It was. that pulled the trigger, but it was almost indirectly style. You may as well have done yeah. it. Yeah. Of course. Uh, <laughs> so we have been talking about Donna Winston. Um... So now it is time for us to rate our character. Character one for this double bill is Donna Winston. And we'll be rating Donna against our five categories. Brutality, intelligence, loyalty, street cred and likability. And I'm going to make a little prediction that we're all going to go, well, we kind of had to work out from this one because she wasn't in it for very long. And that, that you know, we, we, 
understandably we're going to have to make some inferences yes, yeah we are we are so donna winston i'm going to shake it up this week and we'll start with wendy so oh. donna winston for brutality brutality um i, I scored a 17 this <laughs> is a bit low for me normally she's an interesting one because i mean she's fierce by any stretch of the imagination in terms of her protectiveness of her family but Brutality doesn't really strike me. I mean, she can hold her own. I'm, I'm pretty sure of that, but I don't know. I don't remember seeing her as brutal. No. <laughs> uh, so I could probably could have even gone lower than that, but I will stick with 17. I think I'm going to go even lower than that. I'm going to say three. Yeah. I think that, you know, brutality isn't, you, know, you can't really say anything. I mean, yeah, she can hold her own and she, I think... I think I'm pretty certain there was a confrontation with her and style, but I think maybe I'm mistaken, but she definitely wouldn't, I wouldn't call her a violent or brutal person. What was, what happened to her was really brutal, but not her herself. Um, so yeah, three. Yeah. Brutality. Again, I, there really isn't anything brutal about her. And in fact, she spends the entirety of her time on screen trying to dissuade Opie from engaging in his kind of anti-social kind of brutal behaviors she wants no more violence no more threats no more trouble in charming but i also do remember her having a temper well that's like, what i thought yeah yeah i'm like is that brutal yeah 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 she can definitely she could definitely hold her own in an argument but yeah but to me that doesn't make her brutal that just makes me think you know mother who would do anything to protect mm. her family to protect her children that kind yeah. of thing and ultimately it's about protecting the children whether that's from op or for other forces that be um so yeah i, I came out at about 12 for that one which i think it's a bit higher but this is it I, I think she would have gone to quite drastic lengths in order to protect opie if she survived longer than she did and i think she had a huge hand in keeping him on the straight and narrow when he got out of prison initially so yeah 12 yeah similar scores um, for me, 13. There was, I think there was some, I think we, we have talked about brutality and death uh, in previous mm. podcasts. And there's a little bit of that, but I think that in hindsight, you know, she, she, she probably could have been more brutal. I think you don't become an old lady if you don't know how to look um, after yourself. Look after no. yourself oh, yeah, because she no. would never be yeah. accepted yeah. By, the, by the club. So I think 13, that's, that's what I'm sticking with. There we go. Um, next up is intelligence. Um, Lee, you're up. There. I think Mick, she might not have academic intelligence, but I think she's nobody's fool. You know, she was. She Opie should have listened to her basically because you know mm-hmm. she 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 was you know she was wise. She had the right you know whatever she predicted happened. So I think that she was very intelligent. I would say sixty. Yeah, I'm, I thought of similar things to Lee, where she's clearly of a, you know, at least standard intelligence, if you think about the mean maybe in a population. Like, she was aware enough of what the club did and aware enough of the law and how it would try to manipulate OP and aware enough of everything everyone was tangled up in. But had the sense, I guess, uh, more certainly a lot more sense than a lot of the characters involved with the club, to be like, this is a bad place to be. Mm. You want You want to cut those ties because they're going to come back to bite you. So, yeah, to me, she seems just above average intelligence, and I sort of put her at sort of 54, sort of just above the middle. Okay, I'm way out on a limb. With, oh, no, so it's Wendy next. No, it's not, it's me. Uh, so, hey, I'm way, <laughs> I'm way out on a limb. Yeah, so maybe Wendy will back me up, but um, who knows? Let's see. Um, so I went a bit higher, so I went for 83. I think that she knew exactly what was going on. I'm going to use the great word that a lot of great, like, nouse. You know, the nouse is yeah. a word. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, a, it's a good word, yeah. <laughs> like, she kind of had a finger on the pulse. She knew exactly what was going to happen. If you actually go back and, like Holly said, list write down all the things she said would happen to Opie if he rejoined um, the club, yeah. you could just, yep, like, yep, yep. play bingo, like, throughout the series and go, yep, <laughs> back in prison again. Yeah, um, violence, death. bingo card. Yeah, and um, so, yeah, I went, I went for 83. Well, yeah, <laughs> not far behind. Um, I scored a 79, um, and the okay. reason for that is because, yeah, me also, I also agree. I, I figured she was really switched on. I also think that she saw in Sam Crow, unfortunately, probably what Opie didn't, mm. couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And yeah, I thought I thought she was quite a clever lady. And plus the fact we were given to believe he had that extended stay in prison. She was on her own with the two children. They were quite small yeah. when we saw them. They would have been much smaller. Uh, you know, she had a lot to cope with and deal correct. with Sam Crow as well. Obviously, they were trying to look after her, but she was obviously fiercely independent. Kind of admired her for totally. that. Mm. So yeah, no, that was where my seventy nine came from. Next up is Loyalty and Holly. Yeah, I, this is one of those ones where I couldn't really find fault with her. I mean, the only time she seems, quote unquote, disloyal is when she kind of rubs up against Sam Crow. But even then, it's out of a really profound loyalty to her kids and to their life and to OP and their marriage and the sort of lifestyle they've crafted, I guess. It's all about keeping the peace. It's all about, yeah. So even if she doesn't seem to be directly supporting OP, by, you know, just supporting everything he does and says. It's more like supporting you. It's, it's sort of almost like a parently way, where it's like, you might not like what I'm doing right now, but honestly, it's for the better of all of us that we go this way. So, yeah, I put her at 93, because I couldn't really fault her loyalty. The only times it was kind of sway was the Sam Crow thing, and even then, she was proven to be right about everything. So yeah. Jumping on the bandwagon, and 91 for me. Yeah, um, yeah she loved... Loved her family, and like obviously there was that bit of disloyalty. But even then, she, she kind of when she realised that what I think it's when she realised what it meant to Opie that she then yeah. was then loyal again. So I, I went for ninety one. I think she was like I think that's maybe maybe even a bit harsh ninety one. But I'm I'm gonna stick with it. I think there was very little to show any disloyalty from absolutely. Well, uh, I scored her a bit lower than that. I scored her 67, uh, but mainly because, I mean, she was fiercely loyal to Opie and the children and uh, potentially Piney, maybe. Um, but I don't know. It extended beyond that much. It really was that intense loyalty for the family. Um, she had absolutely no loyalty for San Crow whatsoever. Um, so I think because of that, that's that's why my score's probably a bit out of kilter there. I can feel three figures coming along here. Um, I'm going to give it the three figures. She was 100% loyal to her family, to her kids, to OP, despite the fact that, you know, he, he went the way he did. And for Sam Crow, nothing, absolutely no loyalty towards them because she, she knew what, you know, which way the wind was blowing with them. And one hundred percent loyalty to her family, and I think that was the right loyalty. So, yeah. Next up is street cred, and I found this so hard. I started at fifty, right, being average. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just going to give you the number and try and explain why. So I went for forty-seven, and that's mainly because she's an old lady, um, and that she has the that. I think that's even a bit high, but um, I've really struggled with this one. I couldn't think of a lot that make her street cred massive like a, like a really not feared but respected i think she was respected i think even Gemma kind of had a respect for what she was trying to do and trying to do things on her own but yeah 47 i found this these they've got the next two the hardest two to um to score yeah, so 47 think, yeah. there we go street cred i went for 29 um i guess because for similar reasons i was really struggling with it i couldn't really think of anything particularly stand out yeah she was an old lady but um, she kind of turned her back on Sam Crow in many respects. So I, I'm just not sure in terms of street credibility how that would look. Anyway, so yeah, 29. I think she was more, this is going to sound really weird, but she had more street cred after she died. I think that... She did. I agree with that. The, the, the fact that Tig had the tattoo, that gave her, mm. I'm going to say 80. That gave her more street cred after she died than bef- than before. Mm. So yeah, eighty. I'm gonna give her. Ooh. I mean, I guess this is about the inferences we've made based on the very brief period of time we got to see her on screen. Mine's quite radically different. Mine's thirteen. I couldn't really think it's given much higher because this is it. She's an old lady, so it's kind of street credibility by proxy or association. You know, it's it's her husband more than it is her. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that Sons of Anarchy MC would happily go to town on whoever threatened her or her family, mm-hmm. unless the threat came from within, in which case it did. Um, but yeah, I think if you saw her walking down the street, she hasn't got like gang tats. She's got a very mumsy vibe with her hair cut and her clothes, and she's got her kids. She's got mumsy vibes. Um, 
but um yeah 13 because i can't i can't imagine anyone in the sort of gang setting trying to step to her like, like you wouldn't threaten her in the street she doesn't look like the sort of person who would be carrying a lot of money or involved with gang culture at all you wouldn't you wouldn't put her in a street fight you, you wouldn't bet money on her in a drag race do you know what i mean she just doesn't have the street cred for me so 13 brilliant thank you and finally likability then this is another interesting one. Um, oddly enough, I just I scored a sixty nine, which is seems quite high. Um, I think I would use that uh, litmus paper test of yours of going for a drink, and I would like to have a go and have a drink with Donna Winston because I would just like to understand her a bit more to to talk about what it really was like for her. You know, being married to Opie, clearly she mm. loved him to bits, but enough to leave him. Don't forget, she did leave him. Um, took yeah. the kids and, and buggered off because she thought that was perhaps the only way to get through to it. I would love to understand yeah, what say. was going on in all that time when she was on her own, her expectations, um, how she thought she might get that happy ever after when he when he got a straight job when he came out and everything that happened after that. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have had much to talk about if a poor woman got killed. But yes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to yeah. stick with my 69. I think I would like to go and have a drink with her and find out a bit more. There's nothing unlikable about her. Um, I'm going to give her 93. Um, she's, you know, what I saw, I loved. You know, she was, a, I mean, as again, I'd go out, you know, have a, have a drink with her, have a coffee, and, you know, I'd consider her, to, you know, good company, and there's nothing I don't like about her. So, 93. Yeah, I think mine's a little bit lower, um, but mostly because I can't see myself connecting with her on any particular deep meaningful spiritual level like if I think about some of the people I've given higher scores where I'd love to just pick their brains and have a drink with them and sit opposite and be like what what is going on in there just tell me more about it um yeah I I put her at 66 because I just feel like me and her probably wouldn't get on in life experience you know in terms of beliefs but I do admire her strength I'm just not as attached to her as I am to a lot of the other cast members I'm trying to gauge it comparatively I went like straight down the middle, like fifty. If she was like, uh, if she was there in the pub, I'd say hello, have a drink and stuff. But mm. I wouldn't be that asked if she exactly. wasn't. You know, it's I kind think. of where I sat on the issue. Yeah, I just kind of went straight down the middle. Really found it really difficult to um, to get any kind of real thoughts or or any any kind of. I didn't have a connection with Donna. Yeah, no connection, but no animosity either. Yeah, Very exactly. ambivalent. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. So the final ratings for Donna Winston are Brutality, 11, Intelligence, 69, Loyalty, 88, Street Cred, 42, Likeability, 70. And this week you don't just get one character, you get two characters and... Wow, what a character we have got to discuss now. Um, we're really excited to, to talk all about Mr. Happy Loman. Oh, yes. This is my gift to you. You know, my mom's real sick. She's in a home in Bakersfield. Yeah. I'm thinking about going nomad. I could spend some more time with her. You know, there's always a seat at that table for you, my brother. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, Bobby. You let us know if your mom needs anything, kill. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, dickhead, you the one made pancakes? Yeah. You gonna clean your shit up? Now? Yeah, now. Who the hell you think's gonna do it? Your mom and aunt. Ain't your maids. Just thought we should load these first. Oh, cool. He hates messy. He hasn't said a word. You sure you didn't cut out his tongue? Not yet. And I'm running out of ideas. Uh, uh, I love you guys. Uh, uh, uh. We love you. We saw so much of him as well. It was amazing. He was he was in he was in it a lot. He featured in every single season, didn't he? It, it felt like when he arrived, he was just going to be a. I don't know whether he was always going to be a more no, important he wasn't. character. He just seemed like a recurring that, but... character, but. Yeah, because Kurt Sutter did say he brought he brought David LaBarva in um, initially. Actually, it almost he was behind the scenes because he was there more on a technical advisory committee. Yeah, 
because of the motorcycle club and all that type of stuff. He, he used to be a hell's angel, didn't he? Exactly right, but he was yeah. so impressed with him that he gave, he just thought, okay, let's see, I think you're going to fit in here. And that was it. As soon as he made his first appearance, that was it. He just he was there for, well, I've got it here, 71 episodes. He appeared in every single season. So, I mean, that was that was quite incredible. So they got double whammy for him, technical yeah. advice and <laughs> good credible advice as well. And, of course, he's a bloody good actor. Yeah. So watching him. <laughs> so, so when, remind me, when did he first appear? Well, I'm, I'm not sure because he, he literally was in every single season. Um, and it wasn't far into because, you see, he started, I think I had, I've got this in order, actually, because he started off as he was affiliated with um, Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma that first, then, before he was a nomad. Exactly. Yeah. Then he joined Nomads, um, and then he, before he was patched over it to to Sam Crow. So you know he had a little bit of a, a journey himself as well. But oh my god, his character was just incredible. I mean, mid season three that he got patched into Sam Crow as a, as a full yeah. patch. In the pilot, did he not go and raid the uh, Mayans? warehouse with Jackson. I think he is in that scene, but I don't think he's named in that ah, scene. I, right. like I remember his face. I feel like it's David Labrava there in a hoodie. Because I think and that was... Ah, yeah. He that also was, boxes tea, doesn't he? In that first episode, he boxes tea. Kim on the set, apparently, this is according to Rupert Reviews, is like, yeah, no, I'm not boxing him. He, he, look at him. me. <laughs> 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 He clearly knows how to fight. Like, look at him. He's bumping. Yeah. Like, I am. I did not sign up to get my ass beat by someone else on his set. So he was like, okay, careful, careful. This is, uh, this is fake fighting, fake punches. You, you, you wouldn't punches. want to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you wouldn't want to tangle with him on a dark night. No. <laughs> so what about highlights then? So we're gonna. It's gonna be loads of these. So what are our highlights? Happy. I mean, I adore Happy Loman. He's easily <sighs> one of my favourite characters in Sons of Anarchy. Not just because he's so much of the comic relief. Like, yeah. he always has a one-liner at the best moments. But um, also because he develops a lot. He goes from essentially... I mean, David LeBrave as well, if you listen to him, he went from consultant on the show to recurring cast. And in the last season, he even had his name on the credits. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely adore almost every scene. But some of the scenes that stand out to me are the scenes where he's interrogating members of the club. Um, <laughs> he's got the hammer in his yeah, hand. Yeah, I was going to mention that. He's like, yeah, oh, that, the yeah. hammer is bloody. And he's um, like, I'm waiting. <laughs> uh, so and he never backed away from anything, did he? Yeah, if there was yeah, any yeah. sort of a mere hint that somebody needed dealing with, he was like, I'll do it, I'll do it. It's like an overeager dog. It's great. But right to yeah. the point yeah. where he even got shot in the, in the last episode. Yeah. And it just, just grazed his head, didn't it? Shot him in the, it shot him in the arm. Shot in the arm or something, yeah, yeah, the forearm. Sort of it was all purposeful because they had his arms like that and yeah. uh, make it they were shooting jacks but didn't they shot yeah. Other highlights <laughs> for me are angry pirates, which is who who could have done this? Who could have robbed them? And happy goes to Roosevelt, mm, angry pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And the other one is, dude, you are so gay. And Tig goes, just gay enough when he goes to shove the flute up the fella's ass. It's oh, so he's always he's always ready with the one-liner. Oh, um, and somebody but oh, somebody okay. also described him though. It was quite funny. I can't I don't I can't remember which character it was, but somebody somewhere in that series. He's described him as cheap. I'm just careful spending. Financially <laughs> conscious, yeah. 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 You do, you really can't. They're, they're all tied up on those, on those post things at the right side of the road. Yeah. Dude, you reuse condoms. Oh. <laughs> I know. That's I know. So that's, heinous. So that's what I remember. And there's one scene where you actually find out how he got his name, where he's standing yeah. drinking, and there's a girl tattooing another happy face yeah. on, his, on his stomach, or mm. uh, just lowered it on his stomach. So you realise that the number of happy faces, although he's, tar- he's sort of knocked on the, you know, his target, the better people that he's killed, and that's how he's got his name. I might be wrong, so please feel free to tell me to fuck off on this one. But um, I thought he derived his name from the character from the Arthur Miller play, Death of a Salesman. No, I also agree with Lee. I think it was because of the happy face tattoos he had for everybody he killed. Yeah, I feel like I feel like in the show he was named happy for that reason. 
Um, and also, and also Happy was his also, first name, his Christian name. And also, he didn't smile much, did he? He, no, he was, he was fairly, you know, fairly deadpan. What an interesting character he must have must have been for him to play as well. Oh, and the, and the, the jelly bean scene. The what, sorry? Oh, the, the, I love the jelly bean. <laughs> I know. Oh, that scene. And then another one where um, Tig looks up at him and says, "You know why I like you, Happy? Because compared to me, I'm compared to you, I'm normal." Yeah. Oh, great one-liners. So, Wendy, what about you? What's what's your big memories of? It's it's the way I was thinking of him. It's so difficult to separate him from David Bravo sometimes because he's a gentleman, and oh my god, you know. But actually, Happy Loman, the character. I mean, I suppose you describe him. He was like he was purely violent. I would not evil, but violent. A very very violent man. However, he was incredibly caring. He had so much loyalty and love for that club. And his mum, look, I mean, he used to go and look after his mother. And yeah, you, know, you saw a really lovely soft side of him. Um, that, you would feel very safe around. My favourite part about you him. Knew him, you know, you, the relationship with his mother and his aunt. He had your back unconditionally. I mean, hell, that is quite a, rare, a rarity, actually. And he did whatever he was asked to do. You know, he protected that club and he would have died quite literally. I know they all would, but he really would have been mm. first up. I think that... Sure. Yeah, he, would have gone out, he would have gone out fighting, that's for sure. So yeah, of... that's how I think of him. As a, as a, as a, as a, I don't know, a violent sociopath, really, but a hugely kind person. It's almost like an oxymoron. <laughs> it's really weird. I really love lots about Happy. And my overriding memories is when he was given Sergeant at Arms. It was like, absolutely... Oh, right. You are. That is your. What he deserves. That is that is the job he was born to do. Really, wasn't it? Definitely. He's never going to be president or or VP, but he was the perfect person to be a sergeant at arms. Then there's the. I can't remember why, but they trade. So Happy has to go and stay with the Chinese for a while. Oh, yes. that's the funniest scenes with the noodles. And he's sitting yeah. eating noodles, watching watching the um, watching cartoons. the cartoons and like laughing and trying to like get everyone else to enjoy the cartoons. And while he's I just like shoveling noodles into his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so brilliant! Then, so brilliant! And then there was the way he voted yay at um, everyone. He was always. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Like a really yeah. gravelly. Such a great gravel. voice. Really gravelly. Just yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh. He, he doesn't so much talk, but he sort of growls, doesn't he? <laughs> He's just perfect. He, and this is the thing, you know, obviously, David Labrava has talked about his life as a real hell's angel. And he, he, this is it. He looks the part. He sounds the part. He's, I think, everything you'd expect from that biker culture. Like, you can tell he's got that back. I mean, not just the tattoos. The tattoos make it more obvious, given all <laughs> yeah, the, like, <laughs> I, will, I will kill, I will die for my brothers and all that kind of stuff tattooed on him. Yeah. Amazing tattoos, by the way, which I'm just... So I could I could look at them forever. Um... <laughs> yeah, they didn't have to... Yeah, 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 yeah. So did they? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fully prepared. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you're right. Like... David the Brava, the man who rescues dogs and likes doing glass art, is so yeah. it's a million miles away from this sociopath that Happy Loman is. And I think that makes it even better, this crazy duality he's got. You know, it's so fascinating. So I'm going to throw it out there then. Is there anything you didn't like or any moments with Happy you were really disappointed? <laughs> I, know, I think I'm preaching to the wrong choir here asking this I'm question. Saying, what was no. the whole thing? I mean, he loved his mum, he loved his dog. Wasn't his dog called Opie? He yeah. called his dog Opie, yeah. yeah. Oh. This is what I mean. The man's got a soft spot underneath, <laughs> oh, especially for oh, the people. It's, it's so strange. But um, and one of the other things I really like about him, I don't know if maybe it's me inferring it, but we're told that his mum and his aunt live together. Um, in Bakersfield where he goes to try and give them money and drugs to support them and that was going to be a whole storyline but it was kind of cut but to me I always interpret that as maybe happy having two mums and I always wondered if maybe he had like because this is it back in the olden days it was always like oh yeah she you know she lives alone with her close friend or the family aunt or family member and that was kind of how yeah kind of survived the AIDS crisis and part of that generation often talk about their partners because there was a time when they couldn't be open about it no so I do wonder if he was kind of his aunt is a euphemism for his mum's partner. And that's something that yeah. I've always thought about. 
and I really like you asked me what I hated and I told you something I loved um <laughs> I guess I guess I guess he's kind of violent sometimes I don't know um <laughs> I adore him as a character I really truly do me too I can't no I can't want him to have to take off my hand yeah I find very I find him very, like very little to I don't I can't remember though like every memory of happy is either extreme violence or extreme <laughs> humor you know, right? the same time. yeah and <laughs> yeah so I, I really really struggle with that and let's you know we know that happy survives he's one yes, of the yes. yeah. we've done two in two weeks of survived we need to uh need to, we're gonna run out of survivors soon um yeah. so, and he is in the mayan so what how do you see and we talked last week about what Chibs's oh, yes. MC well, looks like. And so why, where's Happy now? So we let's go forward a few years. It's, it's, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Over to our resident mine expert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't appear much um, in Mayans, but when he does, I think he's usually fittingly. His plot in the show, and spoilers, um, is basically that he's trying to hide this job he did while he was a nomad. Um, so he accepted a... Uh, I guess assassination contract um, from across the border. And he presumed it was one of the um, kind of affiliated MCs down there, or maybe Loba Sonora back in the day or whatever. But um, a contract was taken out on Marisol and Felipe Reyes, who are um, Ezekiel Reyes and Angel Reyes, their parents in Mayans. And it kind of transpires that um, Ezekiel, the one who saw his parents murdered, has a, an eidetic memory, which means he remembers everything, like uh, photographic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Happy spends a lot of time trying to figure out who got the contract, apologising and trying to make up for the hit he took out on their parents, even though only one of them was killed. Mm. Um, and yeah, and it's kind of about their proxying Chibs' word until he turns up. So that's kind of where he actually is post-series. Okay, then let's roll it forward. Then what's happening? What's happening in Happy's life? Um, and, and this is complete, you know, complete fantasy, speculation. Complete speculation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just the part of the show we call fan fiction hour. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, so you know, in in your mind, in five years' time, was Happy did, was Happy alive? Was Happy still? He's got alive? a few more happy faces on his stomach, maybe. Oh, imagine you will, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a few more of those happy faces. More tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. If you're involved in that kind of gang culture, uh, and it's not a biker gang, it's an MC, um, then you have an expiry date kind of stamped on you. You can only be involved with that criminal underworld for so long before I think you catch a bullet in the neck. Yeah. Or something, you know, and you just end up dying. But this is it. Happy strikes me as a tough motherfucker to kill. I've, people have tried. Mm. Lots of people have tried. And he seems to almost get joy out of having his, like, head bleeding sliced open by the side of a bullet and stuff. So, like... Well, you can, he did it in the car he, that time. He got completely yeah, yeah. shot, didn't he? But he was laughing. Yeah. shot through, but I'm rapturous. What a brilliant line that is. Yeah. Like, this is it. He, I feel like, yeah, he's very hard to kill. So he definitely died with his boots on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I see him as definitely more mellowed out, especially as we kind of find out his mum and aunt have passed away, and his mum, I think, is supposed to have ME, so it's kind of a chronically terminal illness. Yeah, so yeah, I, I see, I see him, I see him differently. I see him mellowed out, maybe because of the grief that he experienced in his life. I see him mellowed out, maybe he's not as gun ho or as ready to stick an ice pick in the back of someone's head. You know, it, it's a more mellow happy, I think, and a more reflective one, and maybe one who's looking for more meaning than just the club. If we're talking fan fiction, maybe him and Darby, <laughs> maybe him and Darby have set up a joint cottage industry. Him doing the glass making, <laughs> Darby doing the furniture. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Would you ever see Happy settling down and having a? Um, I think uh, she'd have to be one of a kind. No, I'm not sure about that. I think he likes that. I think she'd have to match his energy, and I think that makes it very unlikely. Yeah. He's, he's one of these massive free spirits in his world, isn't yeah. he? And no, I, mean, I, I, I reckon he would he would have maintained that fierce loyalty of his, and I reckon he would have supported yeah. Chibs as as he supported Jax and the rest of the club, and I would he would have stayed around 
to make sure I think anyway because he had such a love I mean that was really touching that scene when when they were saying goodbye to Jax I mean oh yeah his reaction in I mean, his reaction every time is and they every were time yeah you into that character that the, the passion he felt for Jackson and everything behind that in the terms of loyalty sorry very in that camaraderie sense rather so I think he would have trans I like to think he would have transferred some of that onto properly onto Chibs as yeah, the sure. the new VP uh new president yeah. Um, yeah. No. Wow. <laughs> That's how I think you it probably played out. But it threw me a bit because when I watched Mayans, well, I only saw the first two. I haven't seen season three. Um, I thought, oh my God, Happy's turned up. What the, what's happened here? She suddenly you had all this oh, I love him backstory of when he was a nomad and stuff. So it was quite interesting. I did like that. I thought it was a great plot. Yeah. There, there's soon we've talked pretty much everyone about. Come on, Kurt. Let's get us. Uh, let's get us the happy backstory. Oh, yeah, Honestly, oh. Honestly. Margaret, Margaret Murphy first, though. Yeah, Margaret Murphy's our priority. We're going to yeah. start a change for all petitions. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, ha- the Happy Loman story. Wow. Oh, or at least a series of comics. I'd read comics yeah. about it for sure. Yeah, graphic, graphic novels. Novel. Yeah. yeah. Right, get yeah. on it. Get on it. Let's, uh, yeah, just... black and white noir looking. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is the Happy Loman fan club here right now. The, oh, yeah. most assuredly. Oh. And I get a feeling oh, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it out there. I get a feeling these scores are gonna be quite close. It is time for us to rate yeah. our character, and it is Happy Loman. Um, we like every character we rate. It, it we go through um, five categories: brutality, intelligence, loyalty, street cred, and likability. I'm going to start off, as always, with Brutality and Holly, you first up. Yeah, this is it. I think if we're doing the top trumps and you're thinking about the ones we've done before, the ones we may do in the future, I think he's probably the most brutal character in the show. So for me, I'm going to knock out those three digits and it's a 100 for me. Wow, 100. There we go. I need to get a 100, like a thing. Like a little, yeah, yeah. yeah soundboard effect. Yeah. Yeah. Or a siren or something, yeah. So for me, I think it's my highest score to date. It's 98. I think that, that is my highest I score. Know. Brutality, the, if you want something done, if you don't cool, care what it is and you want another human maimed, killed, whacked, whacked um, yeah, yeah. buried up to their neck or covered in ants yeah, and buried jam. Buried at sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, then you know, I'll just get on there. I'd, the first person I'd ring would be happy. So yeah, he he would be almost speed dialed yeah. if I ever accidentally killed someone. I'd be like, you know, I've got this body. I need sorting. Yeah, so, like, yeah, but, yeah but, but you need Skeeter as well, though, wouldn't you? He got the crematorium <laughs> access. I'm sure, but I feel like Happy would do a pretty good job of disposing of a body to us. And I feel like he'd <laughs> chop it up into a million pieces very happily and willingly on some time. Well, mind you, Stephen King's character would have done well on that. Yeah, get Buckman. Oh, yeah. Buckman, yeah. Love Stephen. Oh, All right. Sorry, I don't know. Oh, go on. I'll do it 100 again. Yeah. I'll, I'll drag out the three fingers. Yeah, 100. Couldn't, you know, the absolute most brutals of all. Yeah, 100. Oh, I wrote 100. I, put, uh, I literally put no doubt at all in my mind. There was just That was just an obvious one for me. 100. Wow. So big scores for Happy on the first category. The next category is Intelligence. And whoo, <laughs> I'm going quite low. Just spit it out. Go for yeah, it. I'm going 21. I'm not, he's not completely thick, but he, he's going he's gonna to go in fists, bullets, yeah. Blades are flying before he's even thought about the consequences or, or, or anything. He's not the person you go to for a well thought out or reasoned approach. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. So I, I went quite low. So I went for 21. I'm going to go 50-50 on this one. I think that you don't get, you don't survive that far without having a bit of Bit of, bit of brain, so I think he's he's clever enough to have got himself to survive through all that. Um, I think it's probably more brute force and ignorance that's got him through. So maybe, yeah, fifty. I put him at. 50, hang on, what do I put here? I put him at fifty-seven. Actually, 
Um, Because I reckon he's clever to a degree, but he has this blind loyalty, um, which took it away. But he did come out with some, occasionally, he didn't used to say very much, but sometimes what he did say was actually quite profound. Um, I think there was a, a ticking ticking brain under there, or for sure, for sure. But he had this blind loyalty. I, I wouldn't have. That probably is a little bit high, maybe. I don't know, but I'm I'm happy with that. I'll say fifty-seven. Yeah. Um, for me, again, it was hard trying to gauge where he felt because he's very much the brawn of the club, not the brains. Like, if you need someone to come up with something exactly. cunning. Happy's just like, how about I throw a hammer at the problem instead? And it's like, that's you're kind of looking for a more tactful approach. If he could just, you know, back to the drawing board. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think he was particularly brainy. He's, he's not book smart, probably. I can't see him, you know, going to university or even maybe finishing his education. And we learn he, uh, in one of the comics, that he was a drug dealer when he was a kid. Like, he was dealing crack cocaine when he was, like, 13. So clearly, you know, he didn't have the education he should have done. Um, but yeah, he's certainly got a level of street smarts and enough awareness to be good at being a criminal and that kind of stuff. So yeah, 44 was where I ended up. Like, I don't think he's stupid. He's far from stupid. And he's far from the stupidest character in the show. But um, he's not. He's by no means a genius. So 44. Okay. Um, loyalty, um, Lee. I'm going to say 90. I'm gonna. Otherwise, I'm gonna sound like a broken record here. <laughs> I don't, don't want to do that. Yeah, ninety. He's totally. You know, if he was a sickle rocket, it'd say SRA all the way through. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna say what Lee probably wanted to say. I'm gonna say a hundred. Um, but that's because I reckon he is so fiercely loyal um, to the point that it's completely unconditional. It's unconditional loyalty. He has I? Yeah, I couldn't do anything else but give him a hundred. I'm afraid. Yeah, again, I think he's, I think Lee pointed out earlier when she said he's just blindly loyal and he would kill for the club, he would happily take a bullet for the club, and he has on a couple of occasions mm. or more. Um, you know, I, I don't think you could ever ask anything of him that he wouldn't be at least willing to try to do, especially if it's for the club. Um, so, yeah, because I couldn't really find fault or any occasion. I mean, the only occasion I could think where he was more self-interested was trying to cover up the fact that he committed this job in, uh, what do they call it, Santa Padre, and he fucked it up. That's the only real secret he has from the club or from anyone in his life. So I placed his loyalty at about 94. Um, I think this is my highest loyalty score. Um, for 97, um, again, like comments that have come before. Yeah, it's really hard to fault his loyalty to the point where He's happy to be traded to go and has to go and stay with the Chinese. <laughs> the Chinese. He um, has to um, he get get shot in the arms to to let Jax have his um, escape and and the end the way that he that he wants to. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I went for ninety seven for. Next up is Street Cred, Wendy. I certainly gave him a high score. I actually gave him um, 96. I'm trying to see. It, d- it depends who, who would be lo- viewing him, I suppose. But, I mean, you know, in the um, frame that I'm obviously thinking about it, I just can't imagine he would have a low street credibility at all. Uh, he must be, in that in that world anyway, I mean, definitely 1% of the rest of it, you know, very highly admired. I mean, you know, he's the, he's the real deal. Um, yeah, no, 96 for me. Again, this I said it earlier, he looks the part, he walks and talks the part, he really is the part. <laughs> yeah. yeah, street credibility for me, 99. Because I, I feel like you just wouldn't fuck with Happy, whether you're civilian, law enforcement, or a opposing gang member. Yeah, 99. Okay, um, myself, I went for 95, um, which is, I just realised it's a slightly higher score than I gave um, Chibs, but um mm. but happy he looks he walks the walk talks the talk yes I absolutely mm. i can imagine in scoops when um he i can imagine like him messing playing with the kids and but so but still having their respect and then having like everyone being i think he's the kind of person as well that people would be scared of but also really love and like they do just yeah. feel 
Yeah, I think street. Playing for a pool, would you? You no. would not play that man. No. Pool. Yeah, so street cred ninety five <laughs> for me, like absolutely. Um, I'm going to give him ninety five, <clears throat> and the five percent I'm going to take away because he is very wary of excessive spending. <laughs> <laughs> So he he's a bit of a t- he's a little tight. bit of a tight ass, but I'll give him that. So ninety five. And Holly <laughs> likability. Yeah, I mean the Tim test, isn't it? Every time would I go for a drink with them? Uh, absolutely, I would. Uh, my number is just in the comments. <laughs> if you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I love Happy Loman. I think he's got a real kind of gleeful carefree energy in a world that's quite serious like compared to a lot of his fellow mc members and a lot of the people he encounters he's got a lot more energy and a lot more light in him and he's happy to joke about wherever whenever so i think he'd be great to go out for a drink with i think you'd get into some real mischief probably steal a traffic cone or a street sign and crown a bus stop with it do you know what i mean (laughs) um yeah i i the only thing i have to say is about obviously the violence uh doesn't make me the most comfortable the fact that he's happily killed a lot of people happy being the operative word um so yeah 71 i feel like he'd be a great great drinking partner but i feel like you, you ought to be wary he probably could pinch your purse off you or just leave you dead in the gutter so hello i, th- I was expecting higher than that holly so i know i know i was like i can't i was like this can't be about david lebrava this has to be about happy moment yeah so my score was 90 um, very much for a lot of the same reasons, but I would not want to be there after like six pints. You know, I think um, going out for a few drinks with yeah, them. too many wife beaters. And... Yeah, you know, you'll be arm wrestling people, starting boxing fights. You'll, oh, you'll yeah, then yeah, esca- yeah. It'll escalate out of control really, really quickly. Um, You're but, paying his bail. Yeah, You're picking him up you know what? And, the next and, morning. And Lee made a great point. He's not going <laughs> to buy around, is he? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. yeah, make sure you've got plenty of money on you because you're going to be yeah, short pockets and long, long deep pockets and short arms. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Steal something from an off license and bring it to the pub and sort of sit someone yeah. under his jacket and drink it. Yeah, if you, like, order like a coke and then just like yeah, order yeah, vodka yeah. in from his bag. Yeah. Oh, bless, bless, happy. <laughs> okay, Lee, ninety nine, ninety nine. I I just yeah I go with the, I go for a drink with him um mm, yeah or no no I wouldn't I I probably go out and buy a bottle of wine and be at home because then it, it wouldn't be as expensive <laughs> yeah, yeah like he's yeah. six foot hundred and thirty pounds of like yeah. muscle he'd probably get through a lot of drink yes and uh, I'd feel I'd feel okay if I had to walk home I'd feel I'd feel okay if I you know if he could walk me home yeah I like him well I I gave him 91 (laughs) very close Um, I mean brutal for sure but you know my god I'd like to get to know that character Um, (laughs) I think it would be the most entertaining never a boring day there would not be a dull moment I I mean god knows what sort of trouble you get witness I suppose at the end of the evening or whatever who knows but no 91 for me I think it'd be great mad bad and dangerous to know but also a lot of fun yeah (laughs) in fact I I know I know that uh, the the actor David LaBrava he's a tattooist and I've never ever had a tattoo and I was sworn off by my mum. She said, you know, you're not having a tattoo. You can have a tattoo, but you find somewhere else to live. If ever I was going to have one, I'd trust him to do it. So that's, that's my test. I trust him with a lot of things, honestly. He seems quite handy. So yeah. I mean, my house painting, he, probably he would do my tattoo if I were going to have you know one. Oh, tattoo the is... Real, yeah. The real deal there, isn't he? Or spiritual guidance. He seems to be quite in the know about Buddhism. Yeah, kind of stuff, yeah he's so. very spiritual. Loves animals. Loves his dogs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. His <laughs> dogs. His dogs. <laughs> he's so lovely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so happy Lomen. His scores are Brutality, 99, Intelligence, 43, Loyalty, 95, Street Cred, 96, and Likeability, 88. So, the end of another series of the Sons of Anarchy UK podcast. Where's the time gone? So, before we sign off for this week, I just want to give another 
heartfelt thanks to everyone who's downloaded the podcast and supported us so far thank you so much um we will be back for series three so keep an eye out for that Uh, and an ear out and an ear out of course of course and again this podcast would not be possible without these three amazing ladies who join me every week to talk about sons of anarchy so thank you so much lee Wendy. it's an absolute pleasure thank you and holly thank you thank you very much loving it loving it yeah yeah it's a joy to be here you made it yeah oh thank you yeah um so what i'd like to do is invite you to get in touch with us s-o-a-u-k podcast at gmail.com make sure you if you haven't already you follow us on twitter at s-o-a-u-k uk podcast so really simple just remember soa uk podcast sing it in your head over and over yeah we'll get a jingle working yeah. oh now you're, now you're talking <laughs> now you're talking holly and we would uh, love you to leave a five-star review um leave five-star rating write a review ask us questions and all of us would love to hear from you so you can find me on twitter at S-O-A UK podcast. Um, Lee? Uh, and I'm at, at FanVidder. And Wendy? I'm at Busy777. And last but not least, Holly. And I'm at Holly Tallarico. Holly with a Y and that's T-A-L-L-A-R-I-C-O. And we will be back with you really soon. So keep an eye out, keep an ear out. Like all of our social media. We've only got one. So give that a like, follow us <laughs> and follow us all and get, start having a chat with us. And we'd love to have one or two of you come on as guests in our next series to come and join Absolutely. the conversation. Um, we will be doing a draw and maybe even something a little bit special for the start of the next series. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye.